Welcome back, everybody. No means nobodies. No means no things. No means no nicks. Ah, why no means haven't we said no means, no, but no means nobody's. That, that's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah, I came up with that today on my walk, and I'm like, I think that's it. I think it's no means nobody's, right? But I don't, uh, what's no means no nicks? I, I, I don't like know Like if what you have no is. neck. Like oh, no, no neck. I no thought necks. you meant yeah. nicks, like a nick No, 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 no. Well, it could be. Finger. Yeah. Uh, it's my bad California pronunciation. Anyway, welcome to the No Means <laughs> No Thing podcast. The podcast where three absolute idiots, as you can see from our intro, uh, do our very, very best to find the very, very best No Means No song of all time. Spoilers, there isn't one. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hello. Uh, and I'm Michelle. So your favorite. we've got a good one for you today, folks. I hope. I mean, who the fuck knows? We'll see when, when it's done how we feel about it. But the songs are good, I think. It's going to be a hard one. I ain't looking forward to none of these votes. Nope. Uh, but but I'm looking forward to diving in and hearing what you guys. Visceral versus the cerebral. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right. But before we do that, you all know it. You all love it. I do, too, because now I can actually sip this fucking drink that's been sitting here unsipped. Uh, I'm going to dive into my whiskey. whiskey and uh, we're going to turn to Michelle. What you got today in your different house? That oh, has a yeah. Different I'm in a different house today. It's kind of flipping me out. I feel yep. a little discombobulated. Yep. Uh, I'm pet sitting my friend's dog while they're in New Zealand, and uh, they got a princess pie named Charlie. Oh, Charlie. So me and Charlie are hanging out for a couple of weeks. And I have tonight a couple of Guinness Zero. I'm going to have some non-alcoholic Guinness, and thankfully these guys make it almost exactly like the real thing. There's two little problems I have with it. It's a little thinner if that means anything yep. and there, it's a little there's a little bit of a sweet tartness that just huh. you know Which is i don't know probably what it is. normally there in normal guinness but it's counterbalanced by the stringency and bitterness uh, yeah, of the alcohol I, I don't it could know be what it, yeah 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 but in like, any it's case fucking multi as fuck it makes sense yeah. it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's great but the other thing they do right is is this <laughs> did you hear the widget go off <laughs> there's a fucking widget in there Cool. Oh, baby. And this Don't need also, the booze for no widget. This is also a good sound, too. That's this. It's Tell very you. similar to the real thing. That could just really be the entire podcast. It's just pouring beer. <laughs> We'd well, have a different If John different was set, on it, but... it would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Matthew. Well, yeah, being that I'm, I'm still uh, dry. Yeah. Not, not drinking not drinking the booze uh, no. um, so uh, I decided since it is September now and uh, it is starting to that? it's still pretty warm but starting to cool off and they put the air conditioner away hooray um, and yeah being that's moving into colder weather I decided to join Michelle and uh, get a, a stout um, oh, it is oh by, I thought you had no, 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 no. It is. It's a stout, though. It's a, from Athletic Brewing Company, which I think is like in Connecticut or something. Um, I know what and, that is. And it's an all out stout. Yeah, I've had that nice. before. Alcohol is stout. Well, it's point. Well, point five, point five percent. So a little, little bit oh. of alcohol. A little bit. Here. <laughs> so here, let's see how this nice. goes. That does taste good, but I, I had a problem with what I smelled when I drank it. I think I've had it before on here. It smells like cereal. Huh. Well, it is cereal. 
<laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's got the, it's got, you know, barley and hops and I don't know, but it's every, I, I sniffed it before I drank some and it was like. It's doing a pretty good this, cascade right now. No, uh, it's, it's really, it really tastes quite good, but I, I, I was, I, I should try it again though. But isn't that I interesting though? I, I can picture things too that I, I really enjoy the taste of them, but they've got such an interesting scent that it yeah. just colors the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I've had that. But that yeah. tastes good. That company makes some really good Ooh, it looks beers. Good. It's got yeah. quite a head on that sucker. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're not fucking nice. around. So yeah, if you're in New York okay. State or Connecticut or somewhere in that general region. No, they're, so. that's all they do. That's all they make is non-alcoholic nice. beers. That's hmm. good. Hey, uh, you guys out there, what are you drinking? What do you got? Hold it up. Oh, yeah. Nice. This is me pretending that I can see what you're drinking. <laughs> what do you want a kid listen, show? Listen, 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 listen. I'll make a little parasocial for a minute. So I, I uh, just a little while ago, I went down to a couple weeks ago, I guess, went to not a couple weeks ago, went to a show with uh, my uh, daughter's teacher. Right. Cool oh, guy. Yeah, you did, went to yeah. see Zorn. It's fucking great. Yep. And I was hoping to kind of in- bathe him in the baptismal pool of no means no on the way down. <laughs> so I started I put it on. I put on zero. plus. I decided, ah, you know, I'm just going to play zero plus two. I'm just going to play that album. Yeah. And so I did. And I asked him, I said, because he, you know, we were talking about other stuff. He'd just seen the Melvins in town and I missed them. And we, you know, clearly this guy's like in the same realm as me. Right, it's right. Bungle is fucking, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe he just never. And so I started to play him. I'm like, hey, do you know guys? Do you know these guys? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know them. And I was just like, my heart just cracked. Into, he, did, he did a meh. He did a, yeah, I know him. And I was <laughs> like, oh no. Oh. oh no. So this is where I get parasocial. So did you kill him? I want to thank you. <laughs> The person that's hearing this right now, like seriously, you as an individual person with the headphones on or playing it wherever on the toilet for being somebody who loves this band enough to listen to this podcast, because there's really something special about all of us that have found the fucking magic in this band, because I'll tell you what, it's it's there and it's okay Mm -hmm. when people don't get it. But holy shit, it's like when people get it, they get it. And I'm so grateful that a bunch of you fucking nerds have found this podcast and love it as much as we do and give us an excuse and the motivation to come on and just keep fucking talking about this band, right? Which is a bizarre enterprise, but thank God there's (laughs) enough of you out there. So to you in particular, yes, you, uh, not Chuck, everybody else, (laughs) thank you (laughs) for listening. He knows we love him. Thank you for listening to this podcast, man. And thank you for being a total total fucking nerd for this brilliant 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 band yeah. all right you know your uh, your little... uh, daughter's teacher there i i don't know i don't know i i just sort of he might have mad them a little bit but i've i've had people mad them but then there's there's a reason like they haven't heard the right no means no they haven't no heard that's right the right time that's right somebody who's that's into right. those bands I, I have a feeling like it's just a matter of saturation or a matter of context. That's that's my lacking. crusade Maybe, is not over. My crusade yeah. is not over. Or we're we're clearly we're clearly destined to kind of become friends. Like we were really talking about how you know, like he doesn't really have a lot of people to go to these shows with, but he goes yeah. to tons of shows. So I this is my mission now to be like, all right. And next time I'm gonna be very explicit about it. I'm gonna be like, all right, dude, fucking, you broke my heart. Yeah, water tell me boy. why you're not let's into this it. band and let's fuck it. I'm going to yeah. dip you. I'm going to dunk your head under the baptismal pool yep. and maybe not bring it back up until you beg me to let you bring it back up. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not done, but it's funny how, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, what do you introduce a newbie stuff, newbie, all that kind of stuff. But in the real world, when someone like there's almost nothing else in the world that will quietly 
shrink me back into my soul like someone meing no means no oh. by someone going like yeah i'm like oh, okay i'm gonna go over here now i'm gonna tie a small little child oh, uh no. so anyway there's that let's uh let's not belabor that anymore Listen, that's why gonna... he called me to make the podcast because he yeah. knew i was oh, exactly. I, know. I, know. I, right <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know why it's uh, if this is appropriate to do right now but um i have been introduced to a, a a lot of people seem to like it when we um we bring up bands that we like or are listening yeah, to notice that. oh yeah and um yep. yeah th- this was kind of a uh, trying not to make the story too long i found out that this story the, they were coming um too late to get a ticket unfortunately like it was already sold out by the time that i found out the show was even happening there were some at the door uh i didn't really want to because i am old and i have spent quite a lot of the last few years uh, not feeling well i sort of assumed mm. i wouldn't want to be standing in line i wouldn't want there's an outdoor venue as well I, I didn't want to sit through three bands to go and see the band i came to see so um but it kind of rolled around and i'm like yeah you know i could be at that show right now and i actually have the energy i could have gone and that was kind oh, of a nice wow. revelation that since my surgery that's great um that i yeah. would have had the energy to go i didn't go Anyway, the band is called Radioactivity. I think they're from Texas or something. And um, they mm. are really fucking good. Uh, kind of like, m- not pop punk, certainly not that, but more kind of a little bit more singy, a little bit more melodic, maybe in your sort of stiff little fingers vein. Um, and uh, yeah, really fucking good. So uh, I don't know how new they are. I think they're relatively new, but um, yeah, check them out. Like Call Violent Fence kind of too? No, 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 no. It's definitely, no, definitely like films. punk band, but, uh, yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Nice. Oh, 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 some more. Yeah. All well, right. I can, I can some already see that when this episode drops, Matt, Matthew's going to have to post a couple juicy YouTube clips on the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook group. to oh, And, for and us. I'm going to see Ginger at the end of the month. I don't know them. I know I should. Are a Ginger metal, metal band. <laughs> no, it's Ginger with two J's kidding. instead of two G's. And <laughs> they are from Donetsk, Ukraine which is currently occupied Sweet. by Russia. Uh, and yeah. they do a lot of activism and stuff like that. But the, the lead singer, I mean, it's, it's really sort of nerdy metal, but the lead singer is this beautiful woman and she does like the death growl and stuff. It is kind of oh, fantastic. Oh, I don't like death growl stuff. I'm looking forward to that I one. Love it. Now do it. Nice. Go nuts. Go nuts. All right. Well, fuck. I've, we can't put it off anymore. We have no, no. to do this first pairing. So there's not. Listen, pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Somebody, you're, you're, everybody listening to this is going to come unhappy. Come away from this episode happy one way or no. the other. Unhappy. If it makes you feel any better, we will be, be as well. We, we will, will too. Unhappy. I'm not. This is, I, sometimes I look at these and I'm like, oh, about. easy choices. It's a no-brainer here. Well, no, for, no, no. for you, I guess, not for me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, our first pairing tonight, two very, very different songs. Uh, we've got I Can't Stop Talking versus, well, I Can't Stop Talking off of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, 1998. Mm. And uh, this one actually won against Tuck It Away in episode mm. 15. Michelle was the one dissenting vote on that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. And it is going up against The Tower song sucks. from Wrong, 1989. <laughs> and The Tower won against Going Nowhere. In episode 12. Uh, and that was a unanimous vote. Um, I think I still stick with both my votes in that. In that. Uh, yeah. I'm not so sure. 
Yeah, you too, Matthew mm-hmm. and Michelle too. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how this goes. Um, but before we uh, dive into that, let's listen to a little bit of this song. As a reminder, I'm sure most of you already know, like we're doing a different, we have been for round two. We have like our first round, second round stuff. So uh, we kind of compare and contrast the songs now rather than going over them one at a time. These are really difficult to compare. Um, (laughs) If you're not kidding. I Can't Stop Talking does kind of fit a later period uh, like template in a way. There's actually another song later in the second half that's very different, but has the same kind of template structure that mm-hmm. is recognizable yeah, in their like later period. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've, I fucking love this song. I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love this song. And I love the way that it, it I, it's one of those songs that they, they, Rob's got this baseline that mm-hmm. plays against the guitar and plays against the drums in such a way that it's 
difficult to nail down. It's the, the, the way that the syncopation is, the where where the downbeat is. Yes. I can I can kind of do a yellow dress, blue dress thing with it and can kind of go, oh, it's this way. No, wait, it's this way. Mm-hmm. And shift my my you know, my, my mental acuity on where it's at. And, uh, and the song sounds completely different when I do that. And I fucking love that. I think it's great. Um, I, I think Rob has done a brilliant job in the song of nailing the, uh, the complete oddity and just fucking irrationality and weirdness of the fact that we just live with this inner monologue all the time. But I think it's very interesting to note. And I, I think this has just kind of popped up into the popular culture recently. And I don't know how valid this social uh, uh, research is, but apparently there's like 50 to 70% of the world that does not have an inner monologue, which to me is just fucking crazy. What? Like I'm, I'm always words inside words, 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 words. <laughs> does does that just mean that they're, um, they, they say the quiet part loud. <laughs> I, I think it's like they're <laughs> more they're more like body oriented and image oriented, not okay. language oriented, right? Like so they're they're pick like when they're the the description I read of like someone who's reading is that they're just reading the words and it just like they it doesn't translate into images, which seems a little counterintuitive for what it's saying. Someone who's not I lingual. That's what reading was. Well, but there's some people who read and the images are evoked for them and they get carried away into the into visualizing what's being said, not just not just stopping at what the information is. But this very look that you have on your face, like, what does that mean? This is this is what I love about Rob. Like, (laughs) right. Rob, Rob, Rob gets down to the bottom of just the the weird fucking nature of what it means to a human being, like the the kind of things we kind of take for granted. What does it mean to always be talking to ourselves? What does it mean to have that voice in our head? And then leads kind of to my favorite question in the whole song, which is if I'm the talker, here's the thing, just who the hell is listening, right? Like what, mm. what's more key, the part that talks or the part that is just naked attention, the part that just hears, the part that listens, which is a very Buddhist fucking Ooh, thing. Because that's really what, in a sense what the Buddhists are going for is trying to get below the level of thought to that level that is the listener, that, that, that is the attention, the naked attention. And he really, I think, you know, taught really beautifully describes the prison that we live in uh, with language. And, uh, and I think that looping as, you know, that looping fucking riff that keeps going and going and going is very much like that, that just endless string of, fucking mm-hmm. thoughts that will never stop no matter what and musically i love when no means no does a good fucking beat drop and they just do <laughs> a hell of a beat drop in this song where they have that now you're just like oh yeah bring it bring it bring it bring it bring it and they don't fucking disappoint they just drop it yeah. all on your head and and you know totally fucking bring it home and I love the fact that it does stop a couple of times yeah, and then keeps yeah. going. Just like with your thoughts, right? You think, ah, a moment of peace and then no fucking nope, <laughs> it's right back at it. So again, it's like the, the music itself plays into the themes of the of the song. Um, I think, you know, I, musically, I love the main riff. Yes, it's yeah, very repetitive, yeah. but it's really fucking tight and it's complex and proggy this is a total fucking prog song uh i I think it's i think it's fucking great uh and it's personal in in the way but not 
it's it's ultra personal. It's about just the experience of being a human being, which I think Rob is just really fucking good at, man. This guy's thought <laughs> yeah. a great, great deal about these things. And it's it's funny. Uh, it's a funny fucking song. Uh, and it's the one time that I still treasure and I'm humiliated about the fact that I was uh, had I told the story of Ray, where I was like seeing saw a show one night where he had like a big preamble about it and this saw the show the second night. And as he was saying it, I was in the front row going like, don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. Oh, yo, that's and, he, right. and he looked down at me <laughs> yeah. and he's like, this young man's read the libretto. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. God damn it. Uh, oh, even when funny. he's heckling back at the crowd, he uses uh two penny words. So, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's very heady thinking proggy song. Then we have something on the opposite end of the spectrum, a visceral fucking like hammer to the head uh, and guts and groin the tower, which just is a powerhouse. This song, and you know, the one two punch of it's catching up in the tower is just a glorious opening to a fucking album. Loved that Andy when Andy told us that Rob uh, demanded that they turn like slow everything down just a little bit after it had been recorded so that it sounded more menacing and just a little bit lower. So the whole recording of the, of the music, they lowered the pitch, they lowered the pitch so that it would sound a little more menacing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting listening to the lyrics this time. I still, I, there's a lot of tarot references in here for sure, particularly uh, Crowley's tarot and there's tarot imagery all over it, but hearing, knowing that Matthew found the actual tower or identified it, we've had, we've had that, we've had that confirmed and hearing Rob, uh, hint that there was a story around that tower that he wouldn't tell because it really kind of belonged to someone else really made me listen to this song in a different way. Now, like now it sounds, yes, there are these archetypal images, Mm. but I can also kind of pick out that there's something deeply personal going on. He's talking about, a real like the the tower uh, uh, tarot card is all about sort of radical, even catastrophic change. It marks really big periods of change in one's life, right? That's why there's this huge lightning bolt destroying this tower. It's like forces from above just fucking every sh- fucking all your shit up, basically, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. But I wonder if, and I don't ever want to know, but it, it makes me think that this song is not just. A, a song like that uh, about something very archetypal, but that there was something deeply personal behind it. And now that I listen to the song strictly that way, I can't personal. help but hear it. Right. Something so strictly personal, right. um, which actually gives it a lot more flavor. And I'm a mm-hmm, little disappointed mm-hmm. now that the image in my head of the red unblinking eye is not of a massive, like, you know, world destroying eye. It's a fucking blinking radio light, right? Like I'm like, Oh, it's probably the, red blinking radio light is the red unblinking eye although that blinks so who the fuck knows right. uh, but those two images living side by side there's just a lot of frisson and it's more interesting to me now to kind of think of how rob was probably taking something deeply personal that had happened that was very affecting but but couching it in these very archetypal terms and using the tarot which we know he was kind of studying at the time in one way or another or interested in and, and merging those two things together I don't know. It adds a lot of power to it. I think it's it fucking does, great. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And musically, Mystery. I mean, come on. Yeah. This song is just fucking so good. It's so. It's not like their most complex, like, bass lines or anything like that, especially coming off of its catching up, which is actually really, I think, smart. Oh, I don't but it's, oh, it's so, great. so fucking rich and dark and the way that the guitars are layered in. And Andy does such a brilliant fucking job with this. And Rob's 
vocal delivery oh. is just incredible. I mean, those screeches, the tower, it's just yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It's he's out of his mind and sends me out of my mind. So I, right. I think the tower is a visceral masterpiece. And, mm-hmm. you know, it certainly tease up that first half of wrong is just a, it's an absolute masterpiece. Pinnacle. Of, uh, it's yeah, a, a pinnacle of sorts for sure, and a pinnacle in their visceral mode, right? Like I, I you said, panicook, a uh, panic, panicook, or panicotti. Um, <laughs> I I can't stop talking. I think it's a brilliant fucking intellectual song, and I love it for that because I love that side of the band. And then the tower is this very visceral, visceral song. So that's why it's really hard for me to compare and contrast these. These these really do yeah. live. They live on opposite sides of of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, in terms of highlights in these songs, I can't stop talking. The beat drop is for me the highlight. I just fucking love that. I just love the, I don't know, maybe I'm a club kid at heart, but I just love that fucking build up and the no, smacking me over the head with good. it. Ah, fucking love stuff. it. Um, and uh, the tower, Rob's screech on that that one part is just so fucking good. Uh, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. so visceral and raw and just pure Rob. And I don't know how he's how he could ever speak again after recording some of these songs. I just don't fucking know. Speaking of death metal growl, it, but it comes <laughs> straight up from his guts, from a real place. It's not affected. When he does that to me, when he not does that to me, well, he does that to me. When he does that in the songs, it doesn't feel affected to me like it does with some other artists. It's not just a vocal trick. It feels like it's really coming up from somewhere and it's really yeah. got something behind it. And, that, and that's why I love it so more, uh, so much. Things that bug me. And he sounds like his bass too yes. you know how he's yep. kind of yep. emulating how his bass sounds yes just how yes wonderful it good is. point totally. um things that bug me speaking of that instrumental section at the end of i can't stop talking i don't know what it is and this actually happens for me on other parts of uh dance of the headless and i, I could pick out parts of various songs i think it's just the engineering i feel like the guitars aren't very well mixed they feel a little like not blended in enough they feel a little uh, removed huh. like I, I don't know like in a certain part they're very heavy and it's very great but it's almost just like they're they're too far above it they're not connected with the baseline or so or maybe the bass isn't up enough i don't know what the, it is the end of i can't the, stop the talking. end of i can't stop talking i mean it's very uh, you know it's a wall of no, sound I, but i love just, the end yeah yeah there's just something about it, a little bit right it doesn't really take away from me but it's just something i've noticed there's a little bit of that with the drums for me at the end of uh of uh of uh the story can't be told like it's just something not quite right in the mix that makes mm. them not quite fit in the way they should, but still fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, yep. so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think in terms of like really analyzing these songs, it's hard for me to do all that again. Cause I really went into these songs before I went back and looked at my notes. I'm like, I already said everything I have to say about <laughs> you them. You know, like I don't need to, I don't need to. And even I can't stop talking. I had a whole fucking thesis about it. Uh, so I'm not going to bore everyone with that again, but, I mean, two interesting songs to put together. I, I like it when they're songs that are on such different fucking ends of their scale, mm-hmm. but that makes it hard to choose for me because they're it's it's not like, oh, which of these two in this mode do you like? It's like, no, they're two modes. I don't want to kick one out. I but know. Here we go. All right, Michelle, what do you what do you think of this shit? Okay, can't stop talking. It's just kooky. It's just kooky, isn't it? It's it's quite the toe tapper and jaunty. I, I just think it's fun to listen to. The tower is absolutely not jaunty and a toe tapper. I really <laughs> like both of the songs, but one clearly towers over the other. 
uh, you uh, like my like my dad hey, joke there? I'm the dad here. I get those dad jokes. God damn it. Hey, uh, we we've got fur babies. They count. Fair enough. Anyways, both songs are crafted well, and they each introduce separate sections quite seamlessly. I like the songwriting in that, and 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 how really uh, seamless those those different sections meld together the tower has more streamlined roads that connect its parts that musically make more sense to my ear can't stop talking has an interesting start to it just like you were saying jordan i wrote about this and that the riff that seems to start on the downbeat ends up moving to the upbeat Mm -hmm. and end of the beat when the drums keys and guitar join in that's what yep. you were talking about. That so is, again, exactly. it's a, what, very interesting that grabs you and say, hey, wait, what? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Fun, fun stuff. Rob sounds really cool singing this. And I like his kind of whispers. You know, mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of whispers in it and just, just cool, loud lines and humor. The Tower, man, it's just fucking sludge and sneer. It's so passionate, and while this one isn't too technically challenging for them to play, their delivery is the juicy, juiciest mm. bits, along with the powerful lyrics that I know both Matthew and Jordan will touch on, which I think you did. A truly powerful piece with loads to chew on. Nice. Yeah. All right, Matthew. Yeah, the visceral versus the cerebral. Um, yeah. I think Andy said... Uh, right near the beginning that uh, we were um, Bones and Kirk and Spock. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting interesting comparison for these uh, these songs. Um, I can't stop talking. This songwriting, for, for me, it's not really that interesting musically in a lot of ways because it is so uh, repetitive. I mean, I think there's a mm-hmm. point to that. Um I mean, this isn't much good for the the listeners. It made me draw these little diagrams. So uh, cool. A, a dot with a circle around it, or a wavy circle around it, is is the structure kind of how it makes me feel of a, a stop can't stop talking, and a dot with uh, arrows, very straight, all from different directions, going to the same point is the mm. tower both that's the tower baby <laughs> both of them have such movement to them but they're very very uh very very different in the like movement an egg mm, and an that. asshole like one <laughs> yeah, looks like, a, like, that. like the asshole one looks like an egg the other looks um, like a boob the uh performance right, of uh can't stop talking is very i wrote initially very rob heavy but then this song is actually maybe one with the most tom in it it's got it, so it much. Is. Yeah. yeah. So the guitar part, um, you mean like just the way the just the guitars generally, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. that is a little bit like, um, Tom was sort of carving out a little bit more room hmm. for himself. Um, although I think the structure of the song in a lot of ways, um, is, is written to showcase the lyrics. Yeah. But there, there is a lot of, um, oh, yeah, fe- yeah. feel to it, yeah. which actually reminds me of, um, uh, showbiz giant songs actually so oh, a yeah. little bit more yeah. um r- rollicking kind of feel the circularity yep. um yeah. i've mentioned before the uh, country ride on demerol is uh the song that sometimes uh <laughs> those songs that maybe uh, have more tom influence uh, remind me of um yeah uh i think the lyrics are great some of them are just fantastic i mean really make you think but again, yeah, the uh, the the music is 
secondary to the lyrics, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and the part that uh, where it really does let go towards the end. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I think, you know, I don't, I don't really care for the breakdown and then the disjointed nature of the, of how it moves towards the end. And it's very interesting bits, but it feels uh, a little disharmonious in some ways for me, but mm. maybe, maybe that's the point. It is um, certainly the, the structure of the song reflects the lyrics and that's, um, that's really yeah, yeah. Uh, on purpose. I'm sure. Um, always, in, always in the tower. I think everything's really, equal like they're they're really um you know they 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 play so perfectly balanced and then you know back off where they need to back off and so come to the fore when they need to come to the fore each each right um i don't think anybody could have sung this but rob is some of his uh his best um i mean there's the express express um and then singing Uh, and then i haven't um listened to i used to go a lot of walks and listen to this um these songs i haven't been doing that as much but i've been listening to them quite loud on my garage stereo um and i pick up detail that i probably haven't noticed before and you know there's there's somebody doing backup stuff like there's or at least sort of um shrieking the tower there's somebody else sort of following around the tower behind them some stuff i don't know whether it's an effect on rob's vocals or whether it's somebody else probably john Mm. um just screaming and he's getting picked up by the the drum mics Mm. because it's it's not to the fore in any way at all but there's someone it's very layered you're right though it sounds like that the the screaming of the tower feels like it goes back forever it's really interesting but there's an iso booth though in in a recording studio i'm not sure i'm not sure how they did it um i don't know right maybe he wasn't but there's some some stuff that was maybe done a little more live uh who knows how mm. much time they could afford in the um in the studio, right 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 so right, right, um yeah. there's more vocals and there's more um so just really raw screaming vocals that i don't think are rob or at least they're not the same rob track mm. that's singing the main lyrics um huh. which is pretty great um, yeah, yeah. The, the lyrics they're not that complicated, but they're super evocative. This is one of those yeah. um, kind of mythological songs that really um, gives me synesthesia. It, uh, I mean, it's very descriptive, obviously, but um, it's it's very specific, and uh, the images is very you know black, red, and white, uh, like just like the album cover. Um, oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah. The 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 drums really describe the feel of the song. I think they are set the the, the tone. I mean, obviously the rhythm but um there are not quite loud parts but um there is some contrast um and then the guitars are painting the background as um andy does so mm-hmm. incredibly well um, mm-hmm. the um see highlights for me and i can't stop talking um the some of the lyrics are so just fantastic the, the silence the silence of that final word uh, a chain of words that binds the world Oh, inner in, fever, all I good. see. Ugh, yeah, so really, good. really great, um, great lyrics. And um, I love uh, uh, cram that, cram those words back down your neck. Down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Really, totally like deep dropped spread glottis. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. spread glottis. He, he is cramming the words down his own throat. Um, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and uh, w- one really funny thing and that I, I like in I Can't Stop Talking is there's this weird little fart of a note that Tom is doing. And it's sort of, it's not totally in time all the time. You know, the part where it a goes. Yeah, right. It's very, very silly and very funny. It's like Mario. Like that, that stupid thought that comes to your head. Unbidden. What do I really like about the tower? I think just the rawness of the vocals and the playing. It's just like an open fucking wound of a song. It is just how, just how incredibly passionate and muscular it is. It is like a roiling mass of tentacles of a song. Um, just fantastic um and at the end where they just slow down and slow down and slow down yes. it's like somebody some who's incredibly angry that's beating somebody to death and they're not running out of anger but they're getting tired yeah right, right. <laughs> hey <laughs> and the way it moves into into uh uh oh. Uh, fucking what's the name of that song? God damn it! Fuck! We're all I need lunch. I know. Yeah. What's the brainless wonder. Lunch. Brainless wonder. Brainless. Yes. brainless wonder. The way it moves into brainless wonder oh is fucking God. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there's anything that fucking wonder, I, I, that I uh, it's difficult for me about the tower. It's just that it it really is better uh, ch- chasing. Um, it's catching up. I think it is. It is. Need the, need the two. Um, yeah. Yeah. They play off and, and to, to also brainless wonder, like the three yeah, of those true. together, true, 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 true. there's God, such a brilliant statement and they oh, all hit different yes. important yeah. notes about the band so well. And just show you, that's why like mm-hmm. when I, when Russell sat me down, put the headphones on and those are the first three songs. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it goes into yeah. tired of wing and it's like, no, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? What is this band? This is not a real thing. This is not real. God, I yeah. just remember sitting in the park with my boyfriend, listening to this, staring at the tape player, yeah. just like, what the fuck? Pro- probably one of my favorite recontextualizations of all time, though, Matthew, was you bringing the picture of that tower to, to, to connect the personal to this song. was That was so mm. fucking great. That was so fucking and then great. you asked Rob's if that was the tower, and you said which street it was on and everything. And oh, he yeah, said, no, he yeah. Know, and to hear that there's a real yeah. story there, it was great. Oh, man. Anyway, we, we muscled in on your shit. You got anything more, uh, no, no, Matthew? No, no, that's it. That's it. All right, so second round. Uh, first of all, I, I wanted, one of the things you said, Matthew, I want to back up for me, too, mm-hmm. made me realize that you talked about that this song was very evocative for you. I think visually for me, this is probably one of their most visually evocative songs. This is the one where when I close my eyes, there are all sorts of images that pop in to the degree that there were a couple of times when I was trying my hand at like animating, which I never got far because I didn't have the patience. (laughs) This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to make the tower. I wanted to make a fucking cartoon animated like thing about the fucking tower. And I would just spend all this time visualizing what was going to happen. It just lived in my head that way. (laughs) Did you have the same well, no, it's just, um, I think it's lost uh, for me is Ooh. visually it's a side scroller. I'm not much of a video, video game player, but oh, it's that the same, could totally be. Yeah, it's mm. the same series of games. Um, lost is the side scroller and the tower is a first person. <laughs> it's definitely first person. And yeah, I just side scroller. What is it's this? like one of those like Mario games where you're running along and you're going yeah. side to side and yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, anyway. Side scroller. Gamers know. Gamers know. Um, you don't. So, are these songs representative of No Means No as a whole? Well, I think they are in very, very different ways. I think uh, I Can't Stop Talking is very evocative of their very fun, proggy side and of Rob's utter genius at being a lyricist mm-hmm. and at how, you know, Matthew, you talked about how uh, the this was a very, the, how the music really serves the lyrics in this. And I, I would absolutely have to agree. And I think that's also sometimes very, that's very representative of a portion of No Means No Song. Sometimes it's yep, to serve, yep. serve the meaning of the words. And I do think that while it's very repetitive, that's, that very much serves the theme. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it would be dumb to have a song about the nature of being trapped in the circle of thoughts and not have it be a song with a riff that was on a constant loop. It would just be like, well, then it would not be as effective. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's how the song suits the theme by having that looping fucking fuck. And I, you know, and at the very beginning, you know, Michelle, you talked about kind of backing me up how it's got that interesting, the way that the, the, the nature of that riff changes it makes me pay attention. It, it brings my attention oh, yeah. into the it, song, it, right? Sure, it brings sure. me into myself yep. because I'm like, what is that? I can't quite grasp it. Just like yep. when you're really turning yourself inward and noticing that you have thoughts, it's that same sort of like, wait, oh, instead of just being stuck in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it's it's evocative in that sense, right? There are, there are a, a cadre of those very intellectual songs, um, mostly Rob Heavy, uh, that exist, and I fucking love that side of it. And then the tower, also very representative of No Means No as a whole, of their raw emotional, visceral power, and and how they let loose in a very controlled way. Yeah, that lets me be out of control inside and let completely loose, but they keep it tight and fucking directed like a laser yeah. beam of fire. That's that allows me to go to go nuts. They don't have to. I mean, they are, but in a different way. It's like a thin fire hose of fucking intensity, not not just fucking all over the place. It's I it's, like that. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And and there's a lot of songs that they have in that. So they're so they're very very uh, indicative of the oeuvre. And would I introduce newbies to either of these songs? Probably depending on the person. I mean, the Tower 100. percent If they were anybody who liked hardcore, it'd be like fucking listen to this and then tell me that your music is good. Like, no, I'm sorry. This is, this is, I mean, come on. It's the tower. Fuck you. Um, I can't stop talking with a different kind of person. If they weren't necessarily someone who was into hardcore, but I wanted to tip them into this, you could play this for somebody who wasn't a punk, didn't love that kind of music. And they'd probably go like, Oh, that's fucking really interesting. Listen to that. Or someone who I knew was very lyrically oriented because you can, you can really grok these lyrics pretty well. You don't have to listen hard. You don't have to, what does he say there? Like it's robbed. There's nothing here that's unclear in those lyrics. So for a very lyrically minded person or a poet that I wanted to impress with the band, I, I might play them the songs. I think, or someone like I know some people who are very much into Eastern religion and shit like that. Like, Oh, listen, here's this punk band that played a song that you'll very much appreciate from the way that this artist is describing the human condition. So I think for different newbies, I would play this, uh, play these songs. Would either of them be my first choice? Probably not. Uh, I can't stop talking. Although it would be in there as in my back pocket. The tower, yeah, would would be a more like, oh yeah, let's fucking listen to this. This fucking kicks ass. Just because it's so visceral, and you don't have to listen to the words to get it. All you have to hear is the tower shouted over and over again. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think that they're both 
worthy songs, the tower is more likely to hook somebody, I would think, if they're of the kind that would get into No Means No and they might want to then keep listening to the rest of the fucking album, um, which would be a, a, a gift for them if they knew it was good for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's my round two. Michelle, how about you? Oh, I, I always suck in round two, man. Well, listen, it's are they representative of No Means No as a well, whole? Well, yes. And would you okay, introduce no, them to no, a movie? I, 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 I know the questions, but I just have a it's hard time oh. answering them. I'm certainly not going to answer them just like the way you just did which was very cool very well, interesting to listen no one wants to. to hear me again not yet all right the tower is that pinnacle no means no fuck yeah you can't get any more that the power in that song is so good it's so distinct and it's so in your face and i fucking love it can't stop talking i think for their later material i think it's 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 a pinnacle part of their later material and it's yeah. it's a great song yeah yeah Nice. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, the, the first part of the second round. All right. Well, that's and the, the the intro to somebody. Do I do this now? The what? The oh yeah, intro. the newbie. You talk yeah, about the, the newbie, newbie stuff. Yeah. This is another one I have a hard time with because I'm I'm always thinking that people listen to music like I do, and and nobody listens to music the same way. <laughs> nobody nobody looks at art or does anything the same way as that's yourself right. does. So I don't know. I would I play the tower for somebody. Yes, to to just hear the onslaught, to hear the 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 the, the God in your face—it's amazing. Can't stop talking. I pro- no, I again. I've, I've used this line before, but if I was having a dinner party, sure, I'd put that on, or for just some light light hearted type. It's dinner party, no thing. means no. D- dinner party, no means no. Yeah, no means go. no dinner party. All right. Yeah. Matthew, how about you? Round two. Um, I don't think. It's- particularly representative uh, I, I can't stop talking is what i'm talking about um not particularly representative it's representative of a certain kind of no means no song but i don't think it yeah, predicts yeah. what if it was the first song of no means no's that you heard it probably is less predictive than if you heard the tower for the first time it's like <laughs> yeah true so, yeah um so you sort of i think yeah the tower is maybe more uh it'll lead you to expect you'll probably get more what you're expecting um and maybe that's good maybe that's bad i don't think that uh, i can't stop talking is i think lyrically very representative thematically very representative but i think it, um, in terms of how lyrics focused it is i don't think it's necessarily the most representative no means no song whereas uh, yeah the tower is very anthemic i think uh, in terms of the anthemic the, good their word. oeuvre the oeuvre of, uh, of No Means No. Um, it, it would be hard for me to say. Um, everybody seems to know. People who don't know No Means No very, mu- very much or very well always seem to know Rags and Bones or The Tower. And I don't know which of those songs is more important on Wrong, but I think those are probably the two most important on hmm. Wrong. Hmm. Um, and yeah. uh, I can't stop talking. I don't know if it's really? the top of its album, much less you know in in the sort of important in the in the you know the hierarchy of no means no songs. Um, what I what I uh, I think I don't think I would play. I can't stop talking for like, like you. I mean, if you could read along with it, if you could read the lyrics, um, and if it was somebody very very word oriented. Um, and maybe, but uh, the the tower most definitely like it is. Yeah, 
yeah. love stuff. It's it's a great song as well as a great no means no song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life and preferences would at least appreciate what it is and what it does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's power transcends being into punk i think like i i I feel like there's something about the tower that even if you don't really like that sort of music it's it's so it's it's not it's not but even hardcore whatever you want to call it it's very intense right but even for someone who doesn't like an intense music it just feels like something you just would have to appreciate yeah right you just would have to appreciate regardless in its spot it really well that's what's beautiful about this band exactly all right we're gonna vote um so I mean, yeah, in the end, this is an easy choice for me. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. But but um, I think I, I Can't Stop Talking is a is a brilliant late period song. And I do think it's representative of their move, of, of a slow move they do in the late period. I think you can hear more of this as you slide towards the tour EPs and stuff like that from what Rob does. And I think we're, we have a song that's better of this mode in round two, frankly, um, in a sense. And and. Uh, so in that way, I do think it's kind of representative, and I think it's it's fucking great. And I do love it on this album. It's, it's it's not the highlight of dance for me, but there are some lowlights on that on that album, and this is not one of them. I I do really like it. I think sequencing wise, it's pretty great. Anyway, this is like I'm talking in the third second uh, segment instead of just voting. My vote is for the tower, which is a fucking masterpiece. So yeah, there's that. Michelle, how about you? That's I'm no... voting with you, baby. The yeah. tower all the way. Yeah. Matthew, how about you? Oh, me too. I don't I don't think there's any any contest yeah. here really. Um, <laughs> the tower. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, I the really tower. Like, yeah. The tower. I mean, in terms of what I would put powers. on for myself, uh, I don't yeah. know yeah. that uh, I can't stop talking would be in the top thirty or forty. <laughs> but Oh, uh, it is for me. I, I think I probably like it better than both of you, but it's mm. not the tower by any respect. It no. ain't no tower. No, it's great live. I have to say, I can't stop talking. It's fucking great live. That's yeah, yeah, a fun, yeah. fun fucking song live. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the tower wins. It's going to go into this ephemeral round three. Should it ever exist? Uh, we'll see about that. If we can keep our fucking thing going. Um, I mean, I wanted to. I'm just saying. It's hard well, yeah. to imagine keep a round our, three keep at this point. He's going to have a boxing yep. round. Uh, and I can't stop talking has had duct tape just put over its mouth and stuck in the trunk. So what are you oh, going to do? Cut off its pinky, no. call it stinky. So oh, God. we are going to move kind of straight into round two, because guess what? Nobody's sending yep. the shit. You know, the last Yo, time we got an email, nothing. you know, the last time we got an email, it was someone telling us that we'd forgotten to read their email from a long time ago, which, by the way, we well, appreciate. Did you do that? I'm, oh, we did. We wrote, oh, we wrote oh, those oh, two. Right. They were fucking great. And you know what? I'm not going to shame any of you. Yes, I am. But, you know. It would be nice if you guys wanted to write us, write us, you know, because it's kind of like our <laughs> egos get a little hurt if you don't write think anything in. So I would just really like it. Write us if you could, you know, just I don't know, put your key things on the keyboard, write us an email and just do whatever. You don't have to, but fucking do it. Just whatever you want to do. I don't I don't really care. You don't have to do it. Do it. But just write <laughs> us an email. You can you can you can. Write us at no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Write an email. And if you if you just do it, we'll have something to read. You won't have to listen to this fucking bullshit every time write us an email. Just do it. It's not Chuck. It's not he's written us a lot. I love it. It's great. I want to hear from some of the other people. Chuck, write us again. Why don't you write us? Yeah. We haven't heard shit from you in a long time. Somebody send us something. You got the cops to show up at For your house. For fuck's sake. 
We gotta have them. We gotta have this segment. What are we gonna do in this segment? And our kind of icebreaker questions um, are: your no means no origin story. What does no means no mean to you? And if you have a story about no means no or related to no means no in some way um, that is personally relevant or um, significant, then uh, yeah, tell us that. Um, Write us anything else if you want. I mean, if you sent us those things, send us in. Yeah, um, anything. Feelings that mom's, you had when we recipe. booted out your favorite song or um, the little dance that you did. Describe that when we advanced your favorite song. Um, yeah, just uh, give us an That's email, right. please. Uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. It don't have to be long, right? I, uh, here's one of the things I suspect, and this is just me. Ah, the the submissions have been so... F- I was going to say, the submissions yeah. have been so fucking good. You might say, like, oh, I can't, right? How am I going to write something? Do not think that. You know who else thought that? Every other fucking person that wrote in one of those things. They almost all started with, like, well, this is going to suck, but... And right. none of them did. No. So, just And I know I've castigated them before. But you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, your fucking English is better than whatever the fuck you speak for us. Exactly. So fucking chill. Exactly. Your English is awesome. Jesus Christ. Exactly. And if you haven't figured out already, Matthew is very good at pronouncing foreign countries, yeah. foreign cities, foreign words. Nice so don't worry places. about that neither. And listen, it doesn't do have to be utmost. some it doesn't have to be some monumental story of fucking putting a band up in your house and seeing them in your sister's pink bedroom and all that mythical shit. It can just be from the heart, right? Like you're listening to this band because you love them. Just sit down and like maybe for yourself, like, well, let me see if I can just write why I love them so much. Let me sit down. And, well, why do I love them? Let me see what it comes out when I just sit at a keyboard and write this shit or or talk even better. Talk into a microphone for a little while into my phone about why I love them. Don't worry about how it's going to sound. Don't worry about crafting it for us. Craft it for yourself and then send it to us. So Tell us about play. the time you were running around drunk like an idiot after the no means no so and you, you slipped in some goose shit and you fell in the pond and then you, you got right. out and you slipped again and everybody laughed at you and later on That's you right. uh, passed out under you a truck find and the shit shirt yourself. you bought. That's right. Yeah. But we whatever you do, whatever you do, just fucking do something, man. We need something. We need you. We need you. We're not asking you for money. I'm not setting up a Patreon. I'm not doing any of that bullshit that other podcasts do. You know all I want from you? I don't want your money. I just want your fucking contributions. Yeah. That's it. I want your stories. I want your stories. Because this podcast is about the whole fucking community, not just us three nerds. So there's that. We're going to start calling people. We should just start phoning them. We should. You know what? I'm going to start calling out. Like, we've got this great Instagram Fault, a like a bunch group. of people, there's, there's Facebook phone numbers group, on all there. these kind of people. I don't there's even want to do that. I'm going to start calling you out by name. I'm going to start saying like, "Hey, what's your fucking story? Yeah, why don't you fucking send us something?" So oh, that's yeah. a threat. Their, that's a their threat. handles. Their handles, right? Instagram I'm going to start being like, "All right, yeah, what's your fucking story? You're, you're up deck now. You're called out. You don't do it. You're, anyway, I'm probably not going to do that." Did we ever ask Rob these questions? Have I ever asked that before? Wouldn't that have been funny to have Rob? What does no means no mean to you? Boy, that was hard. Like, we didn't, that even that, we didn't really. Funny? We didn't have much time to ask Rob questions. <laughs> that guy was already. I don't up. give a shit. I, I'm asking for a second episode right here now. We yeah, should well, ask him those. Yeah, we'll ask him. What's your no means no origin? We're lucky story? to get one. Well, we I got that. Born. We did get that. So listen, <laughs> do is uh does any of those two ZUs needs a little pee pee break or how are we doing? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be more comfortable. 
All right, why don't you take a pee pee break? You're gonna go spend a penny. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little pee pee break. We'll be right back. See you. Right. See you in a second, everybody. Bye. All right, our our urine is drained, and we are back for round two. Some of us are re uh, uh, liquidated with our new drinks. I got nothing, but that's all right. And we are gonna start with a, another killer second set, a fucking banger of a set. So our two competitors creeping over the horizon flames blasting from behind the mountains first up is metronome off mm. of sex mad 1986 and of course infamously beautifully on live and cuddly 1991 yeah. that one won out against mondo nihilismo 2000 by unanimous vote yeah, which i would sure imagine did. all of us would stand behind still it is going up against fucking Graveyard Shift off of one from 2000. Graveyard Shift, which is fucking unreal to me, but I now understand why, I guess, looking at what it was up against, is a people's choice. We did not vote that shit through. It lost huh. against Kill Everyone Now oh. in episode 29. Oh. And Matthew was the single dissenter on that. He was a Graveyard Shift guy, and you and I were Kill Everyone Now, which actually... I would probably still stand behind, but that's a hard one. This is not, that was not easy then. It wouldn't be easy now. That's fucking right, hard. Right. Yeah. So we got metronome versus graveyard shift. We're going to hear a little bit of that. Let me just start this metronome and I don't know, 180 beats a minute and uh, dig up fast. my grave and let's listen to it right now. Everyone is getting up. 
Fuck this. Yeah, right? fuck this, right? Fuck this. This choice. Oh. This choice blows. Yeah, I don't like this one. Um, do, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. A favorite from the early days and a favorite from the latter, more mm. latter day stuff. Fuck it. It's, uh, yeah. All right, I'll do my best. I don't know whether wow. I've decided yet. Um, Me neither. Well, <laughs> let this help you. There we go. Oh, I want to jump out of my skin and be free. So, Metronome is possibly one of the most infectious. Um, what? It's one of the songs that makes me want to move around the most, and um, <laughs> it is um, just so precise. I mean, they kind of go in and out of um, a little bit looser, and then they just lock right back into the groove. And when they do it. It's just mm. like you mm. have pulled your Aston Martin uh, onto the freeway, or something. <laughs> it's just like z- zoom. Um, Aston Martin. I don't know. You kind of need something classy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. AMC Pacer, man. That's how I'm getting on there. AMC Pacer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be quite cars. as smooth of a ride somehow. I don't care. Um, I love those cars. <laughs> Remember that orange one we saw? <laughs> oh, yeah, up in the woods. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no guitar in this song, but it is still so fucking Andy. <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, it is just so raw and has so much energy, and it is so much uh, about that Victoria thing that I talk about frequently, mm. where you know, the, the barely constrained energy is tightly constrained. Your, your anger, your, your whatever it might be, just like, break out with whatever it takes whatever form it takes uh when you can no longer hold it in um and uh this song is about the process by which you hold it in and um somehow it is so tightly contained but there's so much energy contained within that laser of a song um i like that laser uh, yeah it's um i like that utter utter consistency and constancy um and yet it's still got the quiet and loud bits and um tension so much tension um yeah I, I, that's what i i know there's a lot of kind of new wave-esque action to this song as well as um it's dance music it's it's like straight out of um hmm. you know late 70s funk bands or something like that um 
I love the lyrics and when they are perfectly rhythmically matched to the music, that's fantastic. And then you got graveyard shift. Um, Metronome is very, very visceral, very, very, but it doesn't evoke visual stuff for me. It involves movement stuff. Mm. Um, Graveyard shift again is painting a fucking tapestry. Um, It's, um, I don't know. I think it takes place in the same town as our town maybe i'm not sure it's sort of like your uh-huh, latter day uh-huh. no instead of like instead of a um you know blasted wasteland it's it's like a um not post-apocalyptic just a, like a depressed port or something like that a port um, yeah right like a warehouse district this is definitely a warehouse district of sorts yeah. i love i love the images that it evokes and it's very very um introspective very episodic um the um the bass and drums have um, a little bit, I mean, incredibly tight changes. Um, there's more, a little bit more independence um, to the guitar work. And, and again, maybe this is one mm-hmm. of those songs where uh, Tom is, is, is kind of allowed to show himself a little bit more. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I love the, uh, oh, Chuck, I love this, the China symbol. <laughs> China. There's a lot of that. Um, some of my favorite things about uh the song i mean it's 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 just it's a song about like just walking and looking around and there's one thing rhythmically that um really really stands out to me and it's just a simple thing it's hard to describe and it's hard to even hear exactly what's different but it's simply it's the same beat but his the accent changes uh, which mm-hmm. hand is the accent? You know exactly what you're talking yes. about. He does it with the snare. He does it with the floor top. Johnny and, boy. Uh, he oh does, man, and it he's changes, so good at it. It changes yep. with every line of lyrics, um, in in the the main sort of uh, each section or each uh, stanza, I guess. Um, yeah. I love. Uh, I will never change. In the first, you will never change. It will never change. Yep. Um. Just a, this eternity, um, nothing ever changes. And then, um, yeah, uh, talking about, um, you know, very introspective things and then addressing somebody who's not present. And then um, the last stanza, I like the graveyard shift. It's quiet. I can read all night. It's just he's, he's away from all that, away from that. Um, it may be that circumstance permits him to be away from the other conversation which is constantly going on in his head with that per- that person who isn't present mm. um that's hmm. uh i i love the the drums chasing the axis hand accent hand um the one of the low lights for me though one of the things that bugs me a little bit about the song is it's very 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 dark very very um minor key but it switches at a part in the bridge it goes up an octave and changes to a major key and it sounds a little too happy and optimistic for me and it doesn't fit for the tone for me and maybe that's on purpose maybe it's just sort of like it just sun breaking uh, through the clouds exactly what you're talking about yeah that are yeah, roiling yeah. oily clouds that are normally roiling over this uh this um environment and the, the, the sun breaks through just there and i don't want it <laughs> Well, he was walking by the vending machine yeah. and saw Snickers <laughs> hanging half the way down. Yeah, it could be. That's um, what he got to Snickers. Highlights of Metronome, just the, the the way they just lock in and it's just like, just like into a slot. It is just a metal ball rolling in <laughs> extremely high speed. Uh, I love the, um, 
echoing vocals and then this uh, yeah really really backgroundy um kind of a little bit eerie and then rob's vocals are much more close up um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the um banter in the live and cuddly version is oh. just so fantastic i mean he's telling Jesus a story Christ. but it's also totally matched up with the music and the whole preamble uh in that version i mean it's it's just so amazing that they just like john is is riffing um and it's quite a bit longer than the album version but um the 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 banter in time with the music is such an amazing skill um it is a skill yeah this, right i always talk about like john is an absolute master of well drumming but particularly the hi-hat he is just genius oh, hi-hat genius <laughs> Mm -hmm, absolutely mm -hmm. fucking crazy fucking unreal yep. yeah um and yeah i don't know just uh both of the they're they're, they're so of their period yeah and so perfectly like um evocative of, of uh, the, the the times in their uh, in their body of work that they came out in so anyway very difficult very difficult to compare very difficult to um think about casting one into the outer darkness seconded oh no All right, strangey what you got for us metronome man what riff the sick delivery of this is truly mind-blowing the heat slowly gets turned up and i'm all there for it I've probably heard this literally about a thousand times <laughs> yeah right but it's still i i probably have that is a lot, right? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I've heard it a lot, and it still gets my hairs standing up. Yep. John is the king of this. And as one of you said, I think, during the first round, he's directing the whole thing. I think it was you, Jordan, how John's really the conductor of this one. Um, he and, and here I say, he does some amazing, terrific hi-hat work in Ugh, here. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I, I had to, I had to watch a live video of this. I had, stuff. I, I had to watch Love the it. live yeah, video yep. to be like, how the fuck did he did it? That's two. That's two drum tracks. Know. There's no way. Then I watched I the know. live video. I'm like, nope, he just did it. It's just there. Fucking hell. Okay, speaking of watching a video, uh, in my homework of this, do yourself a favor and watch. This is for Graveyard, by the way. Watch the live 2012 A38 Rocks. Live oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Post, post it on the Facebook group. Try to remember, like, do oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I'll send you the link. Can can you? Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Can, can you? Because I I suck at that shit. No, yeah, do it. I'll, I'll I put happy in the wrong thing or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So for graveyard, there is a fantastic live, uh, live show of this, and they're all killing it. Robbie sounds great, and the camera footage is awesome. Sauce. There's even a camera. All over right, John. You want to talk over fucking yeah, John. Yeah. They and have that they have that see. uh that great go uh ghosts uh version, yeah, right? Ghosts, yeah, of, ghosts time, of time. Mm -hmm. Where it's oh, over I, John. Oh, oh I my love god. It. Yep. It, that's the same that's from the same concert, dude. I know, I, that's I know. That's the, what I'm yeah. saying. Like that yeah. whole fucking concert is unreal. Oh, it's unreal. Oh, man. I want yeah. that on DVD or fucking no, Blu-ray or it's, something. It's it's great. It's it's and yeah. and John in the beginning he's stand stands the most professional they've ever been filmed. Yep, it, it's a really, yeah, some smart fucker put a camera above yep. John, which was just amazing. Graveyard doesn't have tons of gymnastics, 
but man, do they sound kick-ass playing this. Rob is much higher up on the neck in some parts of it. Did you guys notice that? Where oh, he's yeah. just way up up at the top, which which I don't really think of or see very much from him. Tom sounds fantastic, and his parts mirror the bass a bit, which which I usually like when you know in the Andy area that and in the Andy era when he did that too. The I will never be the same vocal harmonies are a favorite of mine in this one. It's anxious and, and it's anxiety, and I always gravitate to that. The ending. I especially like too. I like how celebratory it sounds and it's very satisfying to hear. Uh, the Live and Cuddly, that's another one I watched, the video of the Live and Cuddly so of Metronome. So glad that exists. Ah, so glad oh it my exists. God. <laughs> Andy's got some dance moves and it's, it's hilarious. It's a treat indeed. I never knew that John sang so much on that. Mm. Uh it also reminds me how similar John and Andy's voices can be to my ear anyways. Right. I really have a hard time. It's interesting. Like he sounds more like Andy part. early on and then more like, more like Rob later in his life. Like he, he yeah, kind of bridged yeah. the whole range. Yeah. yeah. But I never knew how much John sang in this one so much yeah. until I've, I've, I've taken the time to watch that video and the groove John Rob produced in this is just Fuck. fucking ass kicking. Mm-hmm. And Andy's googly eye delivery of the lyrics is top notch. Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to fucking do this. I mean, this these songs are so good, and they really are pinnacles of their eras, right? Like this is one of those really hard things. There's for for many people, there's a real like big black bar dividing line between the Andy era, post Andy era. I think Graveyard Shift is an absolute highlight of the post Andy era, um, and. I think that it's similar. Well, let me talk about metronome first, I guess, because it's in the order. What the fuck do I care about? Stand on ceremony. But I mean, metronome, Jesus Christ, it's absolutely one of my favorites off Sex Mad, 100%, no question. It's absolutely one of the ones that first, like, I, it was not the first album I got introduced to, right? I came to Sex Mad after Wrong, I guess, and after mm-hmm. Small Parts. And so there were sung songs that I did not really jive with on sex med a lot of them actually now i do now i fucking love them all especially after doing this podcast and listening to them carefully right. but metronome yeah. was an instant like fuck this song rules everything <laughs> it rules everything it's so tight it's so again it was one of those songs that as i talk about a lot it's so holographic like everything about it is perfect it doesn't yeah. need a guitar because it's about that steady fucking beat and the bass is that fucking beat not the drums the bass is the steadiness and the drums are the texture the drums are how one comes up against that beat gives into it fights against it goes on top of it tries to sublimate it but the bass is always fucking there being the thing that's like no keep it steady and it it plays around too but it's the Mm -hmm. drums that fucking really play around it and what other band is not gonna go like oh it's a song about the metronome the drums will be the fucking metronome no (laughs) fuck you it's the bass that's gonna be the metronome and the drums are gonna just be like fucking wild but in thinking about it for this episode to me, the canonical version for me right now is the live and cuddly version. That version is so fucking good. Yeah. Matthew, you mentioned the banter at the beginning, and and especially, you hit on this too, the way that Andy plays with the rhythms and just fucking does it, knowing just what you're going to do, knowing just what you're going to say and what they're going to say to you, make you do it. It's just so fucking good the way it plays other John's like 
escalating drums and the way he's fucking playing under is like it's unreal. I cannot. I. I, I would have. If you given, were in a bathroom, you would have run out of the bathroom. I would have just pissed down. all over myself. Yeah. I would give. Oh, yeah. I would give my fucking yeah. left nut to go back in time and oh see the show. Yeah. So I'm so grateful for Live and Cuddly. It really is like a gift to have mm-hmm. this brilliant fucking encapsulation, and even more, not more so, but in a different way. The fact that that was recorded and we can see it on YouTube now. Yes. Andy's delivery in this and the fact that he doesn't have to play guitar lets him go so much into the delivery of this song. And it he is so good in his delivery and the way Rob can then just really focus on giving texture to that metronomic riff. And John just what the forget about fuck? It. What the forget fuck? about it. <laughs> it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. And it is a very visceral song, as you talked about, Matthew. This is a song that really is a dance song because that's what it's talking about. It's talking about getting out of that trap of our heads and our culture. And what is that impulse that's like, I just want to be a naked, fucking raw human being in the face of this world. I want to do that. I want to break out of my skin and be free. We've all had that urge at some point. And this song encapsulates that better than any fucking song I've ever heard in my life. It is fucking perfect for that. And that is a universal feeling that I would figure some other musician would have captured. But guess what? They fucking haven't. At least not that I've ever encountered. Not like this. It is beautiful for that. It is absolutely fucking gorgeous. And it's deceptively spare, but it's not spare at all, right? It's spare in the sense that it's like, yeah, it's that over and over and over and over and over again, but it never feels boring. It never feels stayed. It never feels like it's overwhelming. It's welcome. It's just fucking incredible, especially, of course, because John is just... He's not ever Uh-oh. letting it be one thing. Sorry. He's oh, fucking Matthew, it. Have a, Matthew, Matthew spilled. Had a, Matthew had a oopsie. Uh, uh, oopsie. Wardrobe malfunction. So, Metronome <laughs> is fucking gorgeous. The version we have off of uh, Live and Cuddly is a gift for all of us who love No Means No. Mm-hmm. The banter is fucking amazing. Like you said, like John's fucking exhortations in the background. Rob's not doing shit here vocally. He's just fucking playing the bass. He's keeping but- it steady. Exactly. But Rob, but John in the background, the way he's backing up Andy, fucking gorgeous. Um, absolutely yeah. top shelf, no means no, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Graveyard Shift, also fucking top shelf for me. This song is so good. This song is in that same mode as, in, I guess not in the same mode. It, it has similarities in its structure to me to Can't Stop Talking. It starts with a riff. That goes one way and then changes. Is it da 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 da, or is it da 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 da? Right, and it can go either way. So it's kind of just like the can't stop talking. It starts. It starts me with a like, wait, where am I? Where I am? And then the rest of the riff comes in and recontextualizes it. It's very Rob speaking into the mic, right? He's very much like speaking into it, and it ends with an epic fucking beat drop. Like all the parts, if you were map it out, they're mapped the same fucking way. Very different tone though. Very different tone. I think the song is so fucking, fucking good and so emotionally resonant. I don't think to me it's a very intellectual song. It is in its way, but it's so emotionally resonant. Not in my body, but in my feelings. 
it's you know this is something i'd i'd highlighted before matthew talked about it this the way that he's very i focused in the first stanzas very you focused in the second stanzas and yeah, very it, very it focused in the third stanzas. Mm-hmm, he mentions mm-hmm. it i like the graveyard shift it's right like he's, right, he, right, he mentions right. it in the second one a lot more and the way that this song is, is is a song about both isolation disconnection but also reflection and the need for connection like again it's a very personal song in a certain way like not i'm not saying it's personal about rob but it sounds like it's a story that someone's telling that's very personal but it's but it it's that because it's diving into something very universal or or at least universal to a certain segment of us, right? The sense that how we replay these exchanges with others in our heads, how so much of our relationships with others exist only within ourselves and not really in a relationship to them. We have more of a relationship to other people in all the shit. We think about them all the time, all the conversations we replay with them all the time than we ever have with actually that person. People exist for us far more in our own heads than they exist in our actual interaction with them. We've spent Hmm. infinite more time thinking about them, going over what we thought about them, going over what we said to them, going over what they said to us, than those fucking conversations. (laughs) And this song encapsulates that. I thought I was the only one that did that. No, it's all of us. And this (laughs) song is about that. This song is about both the, 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 the oppressiveness of this, but it's not just oppressive. And this is why, to me, Matthew, that ending where it sounds very, where it does go up into the majors, is is key i think because this is not just a it's not talking about that as just an oppressive thing this is almost some of the joy of being a human being that time we spend with ourselves to really reflect on our connection with other people and that end i don't think it's ironic i like the graveyard shift it's quiet i can read all night it to me that's a really like as an introvert myself it's like no this is me it's okay that I like right. to go to bed when everyone else is waking up. I like to walk around and think. I like to be able to reflect. I like to not have the oppressiveness of human interaction. I like that space to reflect on it. And this person is like, well, the more I think about it, I know you were right. This is not just someone who's like thinking about things and and saying, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. They're like, no, actually, you know what? Now that I'm sitting here and thinking about it and I'm not just in the heat of that interaction, I know you were right. Like I, I've now reflected. I've had the time in myself to reflect. I, I just fucking the lyrics in the song are they're beautiful. They're fucking beautiful. And I love mm. the simplicity of the baseline. It's just it's very simple, but it's so fucking powerful. And there's I, I think I'm going to try to highlight this in other songs that I love. But some of the songs to me have a chorus problem. I'm going to say give me the push is a big example. Mm. They're great songs, but the chorus pulls me out of it a little bit. It feels too tonally different. Other songs like this one, the chorus is fucking in a pocket that is perfect. It's perfect. The chorus in this song is absolutely fucking perfect. And that's not always the case with their songs for me. Sometimes there are songs that are absolutely brilliant, but the chorus doesn't hook me. It pulls me out. Same, actually, with one of my favorite songs, All Lies. The chorus in that one eh, takes me out a little bit. I wait for it to be over. It's not that it's not good, and that could just be me, 
but it doesn't find doesn't fit in the pocket as well as this song. Fair this song, enough. the pocket is so fucking tight and so You're fucking about perfect. I will this uh, I will never be the yeah, same. I will right? never be the yeah, same. Yeah, it's that's so great. And it, so uh, it, it evolves yep. as it does in in All Lies as well. Same fucking mm. thing, but it evolves. The song evolves in subtle ways. It, it it it's deceptively simple, but it's not simple. It has it has darkness. It has joy, and one is there. You can fight me on this. One is their best produced album by a thousand miles. This album is so well recorded. Fucking hell! I don't think there's a flaw in the way this album is engineered. It is so fucking perfect in its balance. No parts of it are unbalanced. No part goes above or below where it should be. It's so fucking clear and crisp. Oh, and this song is a, what a fucking opener. This is, this is a great opener to this album. I think Graveyard Shift is an absolutely fucking top shelf later song. And I am so glad that it got people's choice because I would feel really bad if we, I don't know where it's going to go. If it's going on next, but I would be really sad if, it, what, if we weren't if we weren't either. able to talk about it because I think this song is so fucking so fucking good and Rob's yeah. performance in this is really good. Yeah. It's very understated yeah. when it needs to be, very powerful when it needs to be. These both of these songs, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, they're so <laughs> good. So personal highlights. I mean, the entire uh, live and cuddly uh, metronome is a highlight for me. I think it's just fucking incredible. It's it is what that song is meant to be, because I think them playing that song with the energy of the crowd must have been for them a very (laughs) peak experience Mm -hmm. because it is such a visceral song to see people bouncing to it. And that's what the song is about to sing that at people and feel that energy back must have been fucking incredible. And you can feel it in that performance. People didn't mosh to that one as much as just dance, just dance and feel it. You're right. You're right. And so. I think that whole performance is a fucking highlight. In Graveyard Shift, it's the the highlight for me is how varied Rob gets, how quiet and personal and how yeah, yeah. and how deep and resonant. And and that dichotomy, it's in all it's yeah, in the mini songs, but this there's a beauty in the way he does it that mm-hmm, feels so mm-hmm. deeply universal and personal at the same time that I just it's exquisite. It's exquisite and I think that it's Fucking, this is the thing that makes the band so fucking good. Both these songs are what make the band so good. God damn it. So that's my round one. All right, Matthew. Round two. Um, yeah, I think Metronome is extremely representative of, uh, of No Me Snow of the time. And Graveyard Shift is very representative of um, the later right? period. It's very, Fuck. like, they are really top of the top of the heap in both for me. Um in terms of uh, where they fit in the body of work, uh, I'd say same thing. They're both they're both really important ones. Um, I would yeah. say uh, a, a greatest hits again. Um, I would probably have a hard time not putting both of these on. Yeah. So it's tough. Um, would I introduce a newbie to? Yeah, um, either of them, but different newbies um i think i could, right, if right. i were yep. bringing in um somebody who i thought would really get into no means no generally or who just listened to similar music as me i think either of them you know interchangeably could 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 sort of draw them in or whatever but it, i think uh, i might play metronome for somebody who was into electronic music or dance music um mm. and uh, whereas hmm. uh, you know 
uh, graveyard shift somebody who's more into kind of like i don't know a tool fan or uh somebody who's really <laughs> into operatic metal kind of those those sorts of stuff as well as maybe like sort of sludge and doom type people um might get something out of that so yes both um so again it's very difficult these are very difficult songs to compare for me and um anyway that's all i'm gonna say about <laughs> round two all right now you got to think about your round three matthew that's where the fucking money hits yeah. the road uh oh. strange what about you round two okay round two metronome very much a part of their oeuvre oeuvre Oeuvre, oeuvre. Uh, just a highlighted piece of precision and power and and it's it it never gets old it never fucking ever gets old graveyard it's again like matthew said i'm gonna i, I want to agree with very much what matthew said in this whole section here it's it's a it's a great song of their later time period it's so interesting and it just showcases the talent that they have even when the song's not over the place and showing off with these great shit, they still have their a lot of their heart in it and a lot of their mind. And it's just really interesting, full, digestible, great music. Intro to somebody, both of them, absolutely. Metronome is a, is a sit down and listen to this one. Graveyard Shift. Probably a sit down and listen to this, but it's all right if we get talking about something because, again, I'm not really much in. Sadly, my ears aren't focused on the lyrics, but the the lyrics are very good with the music that it's written. So, when you listen to the music, you can't help but hear the lyrics and realize that they're very intertwined and powerful. And that's my round two. All right. Wet lettuce. That was wet lettuce. It's not at all wet lettuce. I, I agree it's with. The best I, I could do. totally agree with what you said. With, with what all both right. of you guys said, I think both these songs are representative in different ways of different periods. I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Is that yep. they're very indicative of different periods. Um, you know, metronome is it really indicative of a certain strain of their earlier period, almost like the the distillation of what came out of Mama. Like that's like a fine mm-hmm. wine of yeah. how they carried that bass and drums part out of mama but added andy's energy in like because as, as you said matthew's a very andy song even though he's not fucking in it on the record at all like he's just not there at all on the recorded one what's he fucking doing wired. but it still has wired. it still has that energy and so to give him on get him up front on the live version is fucking a masterpiece mm. it's it's key and of course why wouldn't they do that uh and then for the later period graveyard shift is is a pinnacle i don't know if it's yeah. the pinnacle but it's a pinnacle it's so fucking good so beautiful and it it showed like a lot of people talk about no means no in terms of how complicated they are how what their great musicianship all of that is true we talk about that all the time but they don't have to be doing somersaults to have right, power right. they don't have right. to be somersaults to be emotionally complex and to hit me mm-hmm. in very complex ways that's what graveyard shift shows me like it shows yeah. me how fucking powerful and 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 subtle they can be uh and, and touch different parts of me in ways that are are incredible absolutely incredible you know and so i think yeah they're both representative uh, in different ways of different eras and they're totally different kinds of songs so just like in the first round they're you know it's hard they're different scales i don't want to fucking vote um what i introduced in no me knew me to both of these i absolutely i have before yeah. these are both fucking great songs i think uh you know there's all sorts of situations where these would would play well with with all sorts of fucking people these are top shelf songs these are top 
fucking shelf songs. Neither of them should go. And it's really sad that they're up against each other and not some of the bullshit that we had last week. So why do we have to vote? Can't we just like fucking nope? Nope. These are the rules. These are the rules, Matthew. I'm putting you in the hot seat. What's your fucking vote, sir? I'm I'm looking at you. Difficult. I've definitely listened to um, Metronome far, far more because it's sold all our song. Um, Graveyard Shift is. yeah, it sort of gets inside you a little bit, don't it? Um, I, I kind of wrote that, you know, that cerebral versus visceral. And um, they're both, both, actually, now that I think about it more. Um, yeah. I would say that uh, Metronome definitely grabs you by the uh, the guts and the balls and the butt and the <laughs> dance moves. Um, Graveyard Shift doesn't do that, but it's very, very powerful regardless like you can totally you know imagine standing on a mountaintop and just like opening your arms to the wind or something like that while listening to that song um yeah so yeah yeah, very both incredibly different um i think i have to vote for graveyard shift oh my god oh fuck because i because i think it's a better complete song somehow wow wow yeah, i can't believe i'm doing that i can't believe i, I know. just did that well actually. too late to change now michelle oh what, he where can are change his mind oh, if nope. he wants to michelle where are you at well i'm gonna change his mind for him i'm going metronome baby team metronome all right not a garden gnome a metronome fuck jordan fuck jordan. i got a tiebreaker fuck you both so jordan dude. metronome has been one of my favorite songs forever like i just fucking love this song I just love it. I fucking love it. In my 20s, this would have been like a no-brainer. I'd have been like metronome, 100%. I'm 51 years old now. Graveyard Shift's the more mature song. Graveyard Shift is a song from someone who's had a lot more experience. It's not just the youthful railing against being stuck in the strictures of what people tell you. It's a song that really sits in what it means to be a fucking human being. They're both brilliant. And there's part of me right now that wants to save Metronome because I've loved that song fucking forever, but I'm not going to. I'm putting Graveyard Shift through. Oh, God! Fuck. And I, I hate it because I want Metronome too. And there's no more people's choice. This is not, it's gone. And that makes me so sad because Metronome is gorgeous. Up. I but think I just threw up in my mouth. I have to do Graveyard Shift. I have to do Graveyard Shift. Oh, a wow. bunch of people just got real pissed, but a bunch of people yeah. got happy because they were real bummed that we voted on Graveyard Shift. Let's I think not forget probably the Graveyard majority Shift. of the people are probably like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know what I would would have done either." <laughs> I know. I mean, let's remember Graveyard Shift was a people's choice, so there's a bunch of people who are going to be happy it came through. They they loved oh it enough to vote God. for it. And also, Ooh, I feel guys. like there's been a real, even for myself, a real bias on early era stuff. And Me I too. think Graveyard Shift is such a great period, uh, uh, late period masterpiece that I, I can't not let it through. It has to represent. There has to be those. They have to represent. And while Metronome is really hard to sacrifice on that altar, that kind of tips the scales for me. So anyway, fuck, wow. that was hard. I'm not happy wow. about it. And I'm not wow. joyous about this. It's not nope. a joyful reunion. No. You guys done done Oof. fooled me. So the tower is, of course, glowing red. Its eye casting its glow upon all of us. Well, I can't stop talking as we heard. Finally did fucking shut up. <clears throat> Metronome, 
Unfortunately, someone reached out and just grabbed that little gnome on and stopped it dead in its tracks, which hurts my heart. Gnomes have rights. And Graveyard Shift is still wandering the halls with its light. It made it through. And, uh, boy, there we go. Any uh, final words wow. before we kick this one exhausted. out? I feel exhausted. That was... It's not a particularly no, long not, one. Not, that was not the one. time, just the subject matter. You yeah, know? these were big ones, man. Uh, it was heavy. nice. I have to say, it was nice to have this fucking full course meal here. I, I was getting a little. Uh, it's not that the, all the songs we haven't talked about are good, but they weren't quite as meaty. This what was are you talking meaty about? Shit. There's some doozies in there. There were, but this one's a meaty ass episode. This was a three course right. meal. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening once again, and I, I specifically am talking to you listening to this right now uh as you know no means no thing is produced and edited by yours truly jordan flato hmm. co-hosting and podcast graphics are by the absolutely incredible matthew kowalik yes michelle strangest is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and official oh fil- foley artist shout out it. to our official mascot teddy teddy thank you to no means no for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music the end is nothing and you begin with nothing much. dumb bullshit this horrible machine has for us this time oh nice i don't have paper this is terrible i'll email it to you but i'll put it in the chat yeah you're gonna yeah yeah will you please because i but here's the first one in the chat no paper i like this this will be fun (gasps) as shit oh that's juicy this is a good one too here's another juicy one fuck fuck that's fun oh those are gonna be good ones that's a good one i'm pretty happy about these that'll be fun to talk about and we are gonna have a guest next week everybody so that'll be fun we'll get to hear their thoughts on these as well which will be really fun so stay tuned glad you stuck with us if you did i don't know how many people listen to this shit but also just a little Mm -hmm. reminder fuck off fuck off fuck off off. like you sound like a girl fuck off